Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about the shift that's taking place in the world of banking. The landscape in banking varies widely in the U.S. There's a handful of big banks and still a whole lot of smaller banks. Banking in the U.S. has undergone a tremendous amount of consolidation. Before the financial crisis in 2008, there were over 10,000 banks in the nation. And over the past decade, that number has dwindled to about 6,000. And as of today, the FDIC lists 4,982 banks in total. Many of these are smaller community banks with only a handful of physical branches. Some were forced into consolidation after the banking regulator determined that the weaker banks were too thinly capitalized in their stress tests. Now, there is a difference in banks. Many depositors choose their bank based on convenience to the closest physical branch. Some depositors choose their bank based on incentives, like a free toaster to open an account. Others choose the bank based on fees charged on a checking account. Now, we like to use smaller community banks for borrowing against local real estate projects. The bank's executive team and loan committee understand the local market better than the large national banks. These smaller banks also have a bit more latitude in their lending criteria. And when you deal with a large national bank, like say Wells Fargo or Chase, you're just a number. And their policies are often dictated by market conditions in other cities that don't actually apply in your city. I'm also here to tell you that banking is about to undergo another major transformation. Some banks have chosen to grow organically and others chose to grow through acquisition. TD, which is a Canadian bank, is increasingly a major player in the U.S. Most American clients don't even know that TD stands for Toronto Dominion Bank. TD announced in their latest investor disclosures that they plan to hire 2,000 software developers this year. That's on top of the 350 software developers that were hired in 2021. When you consider the full cost of investment in that large software development team, you're looking at more than $500 million per year in expense. TD is consciously making a decision to add $500 million in operating expense to their annual budget. Said differently, they're choosing to remove $500 million a year in profit from their bottom line that they would otherwise return to shareholders on an annual basis. And that's a massive investment. So what are they doing with it? The investments will be in cloud technology, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and data analytics. The bank also announced a multi-year agreement with a company called Databricks to enhance the company's data analytics in the cloud. In a world of data analytics, these technologies aim to mine unstructured data for information. This is the world of the so-called big data. And using machine learning techniques, the software uncovers the hidden structure and regularity that can be found in these large distributed data sets. And once the structure has been understood, you can mine the data for information. These are the same technologies that companies like Amazon have invested in. Amazon started as a bookseller. Books are a pretty simple business. But somehow Amazon managed to recognize the hidden value in the software they developed and apply that business intelligence to virtually any product on the planet. The new competitive landscape in banking is software business intelligence and rolling out products and services based on those new capabilities. Banking is one of those worlds that's been traditionally highly regulated, very slow moving, and the legacy software systems tend not to evolve once they're certified. That's changing. The new competitive landscape in banking is software. The smaller banks don't have large software development teams. They often outsource their online banking software to third-party solutions 
in order to offer at least a moderately competitive feature set. But we're looking into the future of banking. In the next two years, we'll see an entirely new generation of products and services being offered in the world of banking. Some people get to know their customers by asking questions, but customers don't always answer surveys truthfully. By analyzing the bank's customers, you create a situation where your bank knows more about you than you might even know about yourself. I mean, think about it. They'll be able to correlate human behavior based on spending patterns. The bank will know, for example, that a customer is an alcoholic before even the customer recognizes they have a drinking problem themselves. Those banks that know their customers better than anyone else will also be able to tailor their marketing to those customers more precisely than any other bank. And that's a distinct competitive advantage. Amazon does the same thing. When you go to the Amazon website, they look at your recent spending patterns and they suggest products that people like you tend to buy. But banks are much more than banks these days. They sell insurance. They sell rewards and loyalty programs with affiliated businesses. Imagine if you got five cents back per gallon every time you fill up at Chevron and pay with your bank's credit card. Those types of affiliate relationships are possible, but not all of them will be profitable for the bank. But with good analytics, they'll be able to pick and choose the best relationships. And most important, the small community banks will have no hope of competing on the same basis as TD or any other large bank that makes similar investments in software. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.